episode 52 for November 2008. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your supplier of new comics and trade paperbacks. Their discounts will help making the switch very easy. They take 38 up to 75% off the cover price of new comics. An example is the Marvel Masterworks Spider-Man Volume 1 in trade paperback form. The cover price is $25. Mail order has it for $14.99. So check them out at mailordercomics.com and tell them the crawlspace sent you. All right, gang, we're going to tackle message board questions in the next hour. Hopefully we can contain it to an hour. We usually <laughs> work well. But uh, Funny K from Scotland. Thank you, Funny K, by the way. for he, he usually writes in a question every month, so we appreciate that. He says, yeah. hey, guys and gal, I'm back with some more Qs and hopefully As. Number one is a follow-up to my Electro question last month. And what sort of role would you like to see him return? Kevin, you want to hit that one? Sure. Um, I don't really have an extensive answer, but just I'd like him. I'd like to see him be more of a badass because I think he can be, and I think he's been shown that way a couple of times. But I, I see him as sort of flunky too often. But I think Electro could be kind of a badass if they wrote him right. Yeah, and he was kind of a badass in the first few issues of Avengers. I mean, with the uh, the vault breakout and stuff like that. Well, I mean that's that's actually part of what I what I consider when I say flunky because I mean okay. he did some. He did some good stuff, but he was just hired, and then he kind of cowered a whole lot when they found him. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think he is the best candidate for a villain in Spider-Man 4. I mean, he would look good on the screen. You could make a new action figure of Spider-Man in an insulated suit. <laughs> well, I think the big thing they would have to do is just they'd have to really do some new character work with him that we haven't yeah. seen in the comics, because Max Dillon, I don't think, has enough character definition at this yeah. point to carry as a movie villain, but I think they could do it. Yeah, I think they could do it. And he was originally one of the villains in the James Cameron script. It was going to be Sandman and Electro. So, hmm. uh, Spider-Girl, what do you think of Electro? Uh, as an easy answer, I just uh, don't want him to be put in a crappy role. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Since he is, you know, an older character, vintage, I want him to be treated with respect if he does come back. So that's that's pretty much all I ask. And he was, you know, that that era, I'd say late, the mid-90s, where Steve Scross and DeFalco were the writer and artist uh, on the Amazing Spider-Man book, they boosted Elektra's powers up a little bit. I thought that was kind of a neat run with uh, Elektra. I think that was the last time he was really a cool character. I liked what uh, Peter David did with him back in the day in the Return of the Sin Eater story. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Funny K's other question, he's got three. It appears that uh, brand new, the Brand New Day team is finally resolving the menace situation. My question is, are you annoyed it's taken this long for it to be resolved? Spider-Girl, you hit this one first. Um, I don't know if annoyed is the right word to use, or maybe anxious for it to be resolved. Um, it wouldn't be a good plot line if it was resolved the first issue. I mean, it's their job to drag it out and make us question all these things. I think in the end we'll all um, express our feelings of how it was resolved when we find out who is Menace. I think just like Jackpot, we're gonna f- once we find out, then we're going to say, were we annoyed? Was it a letdown? Are we excited? But yeah. up to now, I think I'm just anxious to find out what's going on. Morb? 
I don't care. Um, <laughs> so he's a crappy character design with a crappy name who's tied completely into the crappy mayoral election. So <laughs> uh, really the only thing that could do at this point is make me is make me annoyed uh, if they revealed it to be somebody I don't want it to be. But I, I don't really care who Menace is. They could never reveal it, and I wouldn't miss it. Pretty much I agree. <laughs> I, I, I find it too similar to the Hobgoblin arc of a goblin villain that we don't know who it is. I mean, all these goblins show up, we don't know who they are, but they're generally... I mean, they're going to the well too many times with the goblin trick, you know? <laughs> anyway... I, I hope it has a better payoff than Jackpot, because, by God, that sucked. Out loud. Uh, third question. Appears the classic villains are coming back with the Shocker and the Molten Man. Which villains would you like to see back now? Hmm. I think Electro was a good choice. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing Electro again. Electro's not bad. How about... Uh, uh, oh, You know, on this podcast, when we had Steve Wacker on here, he mm-hmm. told me there were plans for Morbius, and I'm still waiting to see those real up. There you go. He, maybe he's he's menace. Then you'd give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Although I tell you who I don't want to see back, who they've shown and they showed when they did that whole. Uh, you posted the videos, Brad. Yeah. Of the Spider-Man summit, they showed him drawing the vulture. Right. I don't want to see the vulture back. Eh, I'm I'm indifferent. Vulture's okay. The vulture is just below the lizard and totally boring classic villains to me. Wow. Spider Girl, anybody you want to have a return to the party? Um, I can't really. I would almost say lizard, just to get under Kevin's skin. <laughs> um, but no, I've always liked the Shocker. I don't know what attracts me to him, but so I'm just glad to see that he's coming back. I think the best Shocker story has been in the animated series. I mean, I thought that was a that was a great uh, Shocker episode, but uh, that that divides some Spider fans too because they've taken what's what's the uh, the Enforcer's main guy, Big Al, or Big Al Borland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, Mon- no, it wasn't Montana. Was Monta- it? it was Ox? Ox. No, no, no. Ox, Ox is the big guy. Uh, Montana. You said the big guy. No, no. <laughs> oh, great. Move, moving on. Um, Spidey <laughs> Site UK, still in the middle of the Reckoning War is where he's from, wow. with a um, uh, dancing Tobey Maguire as his avatar. Hey, guys and girls, or girl, just two or three questions this month. Number one, I know that may- this may never happen, but in the Spider-Man movie-verse... How would you link Spider-Man to the rest of the Marvel Universe in the Spider-Man movie, a cameo or a mention? I I think it'd be cool just to, you know, him swing by the Fantastic Four's pad or maybe the Human Torch show up. I mean, that you, the movie's about Spider-Man, but I think it'd just be cool to have like him talk to the Human Torch or something, but it won't happen until Marvel gets their rights back. Because you've got, like, uh, Spider-Man at Sony and Fantastic Four at 20th Century Fox. But, uh, uh, guys, what do you think? Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I was just I, trying to think. Yeah. Um, sometimes I can't decide if I would like a character to stay in his own world and just be very inclusive, or if it's good to see these little nods, like that Captain America shield um, in the Hulk, apparently, I can't see it, but, you know, just little nods, I think that would work, but I don't think it needs to be something huge. Yeah. Yeah, They mentioned the Daily Bugle in one of the other movies or something, have him reading an issue. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I I, I agree with you about the Captain America shield. I paused my DVD player... (laughs) Several times, and the only time I ever saw the damn shield was on the internet. Somebody blew up a picture 
times 50 or something. And, oh, yeah, there it is. Please. I mean, come on. You need a bigger cameo than that. And I didn't see the Captain America shield in Iron Man until somebody posted it on the Internet, too. These yeah, all, that was clearly just added in after the fact from the special effects team. These can all be fixed with Photoshop. <laughs> I think they, these are all fake. Were they in the damn movie? Who knows? But I think the coolest thing was the Nick Fury cameo at the end of Iron Man. That's the kind of cameo I like. But uh, I think it could work. Uh, just not not a Marvel team-up movie, please. Uh, next one is aimed at Morbius. Did uh, Have you read Brian Azalo? Help me with that. Azarello. There you go. The Joker hardcover. If so, what'd you think? Uh, I did read it, and uh, it was okay. It had a good had a good atmosphere to it. It was a good read. It just, I think, to justify its existence as an original hardcover that was titled just Joker, it really needed to add something to the mythos to the character, and it really didn't. I mean, it was set in its own world. It had different versions of the villains and everything, so it wasn't even in continuity. But even doing that, they could have done something with character work that really spoke to the character of the Joker, and I just felt like they were towing the line with what's been done before. And also, I was annoyed by the coloring, because there, there were two different styles of coloring. There was one that was kind of shiny and really cool, and then the other was just kind of a flat, regular comic book look. And I can understand it might take a while to do the shinier version, but I would have rather seen that in the whole thing. And it's an out-of-continuity original hardcover. You can wait as long as you want to put it out. So I thought they should have taken the extra effort to color the whole thing the same way. But it was a decent read. I just didn't I didn't think it, it justified its existence enough as something that was just called The Joker. That should be definitive. Um. Hello? Brad, did you mute yourself again? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, familiar. I've I've seen Brian's name before. What other work has he done, Morb? I, uh, he does a series that I've never read called "A Hundred Bullets" for Image. Got it. And he also did a mini series that I actually really would like to read um, called "Lex Luthor: Man of Steel," which was kind of the same idea, but apparently that was what introduced the real modern motivation of the character that. Um, he thinks Superman is a big threat to the world, and he thinks of himself as the only man that can stand to save the world from Superman. I think that's a really cool modern motivation for him, so that that's the kind of thing I wanted to see from this Joker hardcover, a real a in-depth examination of who the character is and what makes him tick. Okay. Something fresh. And uh, let's see, his other question is, uh, he's going to a convention on November 22nd and 23rd. His question to everyone is, which conventions have you been to and which one has been your favorite? Never been to one. Really? I'd like to go, but I've just I've never had the money or the time to travel. And Spider-Girl, have you been to one? I haven't. I, I go to a local one. I don't know if you can call it a convention, but I just like the smaller ones, and you kind of know the people around. Yeah. I've been to some local ones in St. Louis when I was a little kid. I was a little 10-year-old with a printed notebook paper or handwritten notebook paper of my issues that I need. <laughs> so uh, just imagine I was walking around with a little Spider-Man folder and check-marking stuff off and got a great deal on uh, some back-issue books back in the day. My biggest one I've ever been to was the Chicago Comic-Con. The last year I went to that was back in 1997. Haven't been back since. Uh, I got married, went to school, uh, got broke, uh, <laughs> uh, 
And but I want to go to them again. I you know I'm married now. It'd be fun to take the wife. I don't know if she'd be bored out of her skull, but uh, it'd be fun to go to the uh, San Diego San Diego Comic Con. And it'd also be fun to go to the uh, Chicago convention one more time. And and you know I I still this day would love all, all of us to meet in person at a convention. I think that would be a blast. Yeah. Uh, my friend uh, Ted Brandt from England, who does the the regular covers for Spider-Man Crawl Space, yeah, he uh, he came to America for several weeks, uh, stayed with me for a week, but he went to the Chicago and San Diego Comic Cons, and at the San Diego Comic Con, he got a Red Lantern T-shirt signed by Ethan Van Skyver. It says Ethan Van Skyver hates Ted Brandt. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, one thing I have wondered. I've never gotten a like a commission or anything like that at these conventions. I wonder, do they do them free? Do you have to pay the artist? I, I think everybody's Most of them you have to pay. I wonder what the price is. I think a lot of them charge for signatures these days too. Jesus. Now we have we have one uh in Joplin, Missouri. It's uh sadly I missed the first one. It's called the HurleyCon. And uh Matt Fraction was at it and I forget who else was there. But uh Jeremy Hahn, I think he did artwork for uh the Captain America uh Iron Man team up secret inv- secret uh civil shit civil war <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I can't keep it track. I'll- Anyway, I love Jeremy Hahn. He did a uh, a mini series for Image a couple of years ago called Paradigm. It's one of the weirdest uh, things I ever read, but it was pretty awesome. The uh, they're having a second convention uh, coming in March or later this later next year. So I'm going to try to go to that, and that's uh, my convention experience. <laughs> so good luck with your uh, convention going, Spidey Site UK. Oh, he had one more question about uh, he's going to try to pick up a lot of amazing Spider-Man issues. 200 to 500, which, how much do these issues usually go for? Uh, 2.99 and up. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're hitting 252 with the first black costume, maybe 40, 50 bucks. Uh, amazing 300, Venom, first issue, into the hundreds, I would imagine. Uh, that, that, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 36, that, uh, 9-11 issue is going for like 40 or 50 bucks. So, bring several thousand dollars, sir, if you want to get 300 back <laughs> issues. <laughs> uh, Spidey Fan 101. Hey guys, and Spider Girl, I have two questions. This one is for Kevin. Man, Spider Girl and I don't get any questions for us. Damn it. Yeah, you know, the deal was, people, that you were to direct <laughs> questions to Kevin and me. Not just Kevin, you know, me too. But thanks. What about thanks, the host? Guys. Where's the host love? You know what I'm saying? Anyway. You know, the last podcast, you know? Tell you. Well, anyway, I this one post love right here, Brad. Uh, put that away. Uh, this <laughs> is for Kevin. Did you ever get a reply from Joe Cusato or anyone about Spider-Man crawl, your Spider-Man Crawl Space webcomic work? Uh, I I did actually after I emailed about the first issue get a reply from Joe Cusato saying that uh, he would check it out. He's a, he's an incredibly nice man. I mean, people say a lot of things about him without actually knowing the guy, but yeah. he's always been incredibly gracious to me. Uh, you know to to communicate with just a fan like that, especially somebody that's probably just bugging him because he's got so much work to do and so many emails. But he's he's an incredibly gracious and nice man, very genuine. Um, I've not gotten any response from the other guys, but that's not surprising because they probably can't read it anyway. Um, and I, I wouldn't expect them to take their time for something like that. But I, I really appreciate that response from Joe Casada. Cool. Uh, and second question, if you could hang out or date any superhero but Spider-Man, 
<laughs> Who would it be? I I I date Wolverine because he's, <laughs> he's all hairy and clawy. Oh I don't my know. God. I don't know. <laughs> Any, well, I I think I'd go out with. Uh, who would you go out with, Morb? Let me think about this. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give the Bendis answer. I would go out with Ultimate Kitty Pride. Mm. Ultimate Kitty Pride is kind of awesome. I still want to see Spider-Man with her more than Ultimate Mary Jane, which oh. is surprising, but she's a great little character. Ah, got got my answer. Answer. Black cat. Black cat. Wow. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, uh, it's just for the tail. Uh, let's go to Spider-Girl. <laughs> Who would you go It's out? also for the pronunciation, is it not, Brad? No, the black cat character. I, the, other one, the other one's married. Hey, wait a minute. Don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a toss-up between Captain America, either uh, incarnation. Um, you know, Steve Rogers has less of uh, emotional baggage, you know, than Bucky, but I could handle Bucky. Or um, Iron Fist, Danny Rand, because, man, all three of those guys are pretty hot, so I would go Gold digger, him. huh? Did you hear that? Um, Steve Rogers, she will go out with you. So that no, not Steve J. Rogers. <laughs> the marriage proposal. Let's get this straight. Oh damn it! She broke up. Anyway, Steve J. Rogers, uh, she's she's yours. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Spider Lover is still available. Steve J. Rogers. There you go. Oh, our, our buddy Will from the uh, the Avengers podcast. So check that out. Sup, dudes? He says. Are any of you guys going to pick up the Spider-Man X-Men book by Christos Gage and European artist Maria Alberti? The art looks great, but I'm definitely trade-waiting this one due to its $3.99 price tag. I've already got my order in. I'm I'm ordering all three of them. I'm looking forward to it. More, Um, I bet you're trade-waiting. I wasn't interested initially, honestly, because I've I've been disappointed with everything by Christos Gage I've ever read, to be honest. Um... But I saw the solicitation for issue number three with Ben Riley, and this is the first, I think, appearance of Ben Riley since the end of the Clone Saga. Oh. So I am just to try to boost the sales for that one issue and show Marvel that Ben Riley sells. I'm buying issue number three only. Right. I I I don't understand why Marvel doesn't put out a limited series of Ben Riley. I just don't get I don't, it. Why why they don't trade it? I mean, Secret Wars two. Enough said. Uh, Spider Girl, <laughs> are you going to pick up this miniseries? No, I've been severely disappointed with many miniseries, so I'm kind of holding off on future ones. Pick up issue number three. Give yeah, Ben Riley the boost. Yeah, pick up <laughs> Maybe three. I will. Uh, let's see, Will's second question. Have you guys ever read the Tangled Web book? And if so, what were your favorite stories? I, Never that, read it. That, that was a pretty good book. I, it didn't last very long. I'm tr- I, I get that one in Web Spinners confused. Was that the one with uh, the flowers for Rhino storyline? Because that yeah. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was there, bad. There was one that had Lee Weeks art in it about a thug and the kingpin that was really good. I forget what issues that was. That, But those were really good. Uh, Spider-Girl, have you read any of those Tangled Webs? Came I out believe I but <laughs> none of them stick out in my mind, so I don't know if that's a telltale sign. Uh, so the question is, do you all read Ultimate Spider-Man in singles or trades? I pick it up in singles. I started with singles with number 95, but then I went back and picked up all the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm switching to reading the new stuff on trades, starting with the War of the Symbiotes arc. Mm, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I think the book reads better in trade, honestly. I've liked what I've read, but the uh, 
the early stuff and trades just seem to read better. I mean, we, we all know Bendis writes thinking about the trade. Yeah. I, I don't know what I think of uh, Carnage slash Gwen Stacy, though. I'm just kind of mixed on that. But uh, Spider-Girl, you uh, pick up single or trades? Uh, I haven't read Ultimate Spider-Man, actually, <laughs> but I think I have planned on uh, looking for the trades and doing it that way. Let's see, what's the probability of Peter David's death of Gene DeWolf story getting the premier hardcover treatment? I think pretty damn good. That book has been in, in trade since the late 80s. I have the original trade of that. and That one's it's That's oddly shaped, is it not? Uh, you mean the size of the book? It looks yeah, like... I got uh, I got off eBay. I think it's like the first printing of uh, okay. Death of Gene DeWolf because I couldn't find a new copy of it or anything. Right. And it's it sticks out from my shelf. It's wider and it's shorter. And I don't know why the hell that is. Uh, that early days of trade paperbacks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's really inconsequential, but it annoyed me. No, I I, I think the odds are pretty good. I mean, we still talk about that uh, book. I thought it. It's a great book. Got, great read. I've got the um, classic premier hardcover version of Craven's Last Hunt. It's great. And I... Uh, or the classic premier hardcover version of Daredevil Born Again this month. So, yep. Uh, Spider Spider Girl, have you read uh, G- Death of Gene DeWolf by Peter David yet? I've read it, but in single issues. Oh yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, what's this? I hear his last Will's last question is: What's this? I hear that Spider-Man Web of Shadows game blows. Well, you haven't heard it from me because the game does not blow. I love it. I would give it an A. <laughs> Have you guys played the game? I know more of you hate video games. Spider-Girl? Oh, I hate them. I'm just not a gamer. Yeah. Have you, have you played, anybody played it? I haven't, and I have a PlayStation 2, so your comment on that earlier concerns me. Oh yeah, don't pick it up on 2, man. I hear that sucks. It's like a side, <laughs> it's like Super Mario Brothers with Spider-Man. Do, 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 do. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, he jumps up and he gets a mushroom and he just well, stops. Everything. And then he turns into jackpot with the shrooms and the yeah, drugs. No <laughs> All right, the next question is from Mr. Spider Girl, uh, Steve J. Rogers. Uh, <laughs> I'm <Okay>. just kidding. <laughs> Number one, since you've only answered the writing part of my question last month, I'll ask the art question. What issues where does what issues where Spider-Man does a guest shot in or a cameo in have bugged you when a non-Spidey artist draws him, i.e. the way Kirby drew him in the early Avengers story that I mentioned last month. Let's see. An artist that draws Spider-Man in the regular book that sucks. Um, I got nothing. Anybody? No. <laughs> um, uh, surely I've seen Humberto Ramos draw Spider-Man before, <laughs> and that would have sucked. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's some artists that just... Uh, oh, yeah, he drew Spider-Man. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Some artists just can't do Spider-Man. I mean, he's a wiry guy, and some people make him have a 12-pack abs. Uh, I mean, he's just an average Joe guy that can kick your ass. Uh, <laughs> I've seen an artist that I thought was a good artist mm-hmm. that I thought did a bad job with Spider-Man. Usually it's either yeah. they're a good artist or they're not for me. What, what's uh, Linnell Yu? His Spider-Man's okay. I know more of you hate it. I, I just don't like Linnell Yu. I... No, I monkey faces, man. It's bad. <laughs> uh, second question: veins everywhere. It looks like the veins are coming off like snakes or some crap. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> uh, second question: Even though Sony is going to be churning out more movies rather than sitting on the license, does it bother you that Spider-Man, for the time being, will not be appearing in the Marvel movie universe, or like 
the books, is it better that Spidey keeps his lone wolf persona? Uh, I think it's a good pad between Spider-Man 3 and 4. I mean, we need, we need some time to work on the script. We need to, uh, not turn it out so quick. I need, I mean, they need to, uh, get the script down before they, especially if they're going to be producing two movies back to back, you better have a kick-ass script that makes you want to see five. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's my two cents. I Anybody? Agree. Okay. I agree. Stella, hop in whenever you want. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was just wondering, does this mean he's not going to be in the Avengers movie? He's no, not, no, he's he's not. No. Oh, okay. Because okay. he's owned by Sony for the time All being. Right. Uh, Only, th- so yeah, there's nobody outside of the Marvel produced movies. It's going to be Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, Thor, yeah. Black Panther. Maybe I don't know if they're working on that. No, it's it's. They're also going to add uh, Wasp and uh, Yellow Jacket. I hear, but I could I could be wrong. The Hank Pym character and Janet the Wasp because. Uh, Oh, the gal from uh, Desperate Housewives. Yeah, Eva yeah. Longoria is rumored to be. I don't even think that that's not a good characterization right there. I yeah. do disagree with that. Okay. Uh, number three, another movie-related question. While it won't happen now that Raimi and Toby are signed up again for sequels, but what is your opinion of movie franchises getting rebooted? I know fans love it, especially in regards to the Nolan Batman reboot, which all but erased the stink of the Joel Schumacher films from the property, but I've... Heard an opinion that I kind of agree with that reboots are not necessary in the yeah we saw that before kind of way, i.e. Batman fights the Joker. Didn't he do that in nineteen eighty nine? Saw it, don't need to see it again. Oh, I disagree so wholeheartedly with that. Yeah. I mean, just look at the original Batman and look at the Dark Knight and you can't even compare. You can't say I've already seen that. It was a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Um and reboots are are not uh, what it sounds like he's characterizing them here. I mean it's You've made some bad movies, or even if you've made some good movies, you want to do it again for a modern era, you want to do it in a different way, and it should be because you have something different to bring to the property. But technically, the first Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man movie, you could call that a reboot, because they did a, uh, you know, TV movie to start that 70s TV series, remember that one? Yeah, Should we just continue from that continuity, (laughs) really? Yeah. I mean, I I think it, it... Is all a matter about the next generation? I mean, two thousand is eight coming on nine years ago. I mean, give it another. I think after five, we put out Spider-Man five by the same team. I think give it two or three more years, you could do another Spider-Man Green Goblin story. Well, as, and look at uh, a, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Thought you were done. Okay. Um, look at Superman Returns. That was trying to continue the continuity of Superman two from back in the day, and that that blew pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, Green Goblin, in my opinion, is Spider-Man's arch en- enemy. So I, I don't think it'd be un, uh, unlike, unlikely that they'd go back to the well and try to do the Green Goblin again. So and it can be done differently. You can, yeah. I mean, look how many times he's fought the Green Goblin in the comics. It's not all exactly. just the same thing over and over again. Look at this, Spider Girl. Another one aim for Kevin. Another question. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, people? Come on. When Actually, is... if you look at it, it's not aimed for me. It's just mentioning me. Oh. It says uh-huh. always. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, when introducing Spider-Man Crawl Space, Kevin mentioned a distaste for fan fiction in general, which I completely understand. Can all of you bring up some of the worst and even best fan fics you've had come across through the years? Yes, even the slash one would apply. Uh, I honestly have not read any Spider-Man fan fiction uh, fully until I read Kevin's, 
So, <laughs> and that's the only yeah, like, one that kept my attention because I, I think it's utter crap because usually it ends up in a sex scene. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just on the wrong sites. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> Kevin, have you read some bad fanfic? Well, I don't think I said I have a distaste for fan fiction in general, just that fan fiction in general has a bad name, and I'll admit that it's, it is earned. There is good fan fiction out there, um, but a lot of it just gets into the conventions of, you know, teaming up Spider-Man with the JLA, or, you know, Spider-Man goes and does Wonder Woman, or, you know, whatever, whatever little fanboy wank fest they want to have. And I think, the problem is most of it's not serious. I've read some serious fan fiction from some serious writers uh, that is good. I mean, I, I ran a fan fiction forum on a board that I used to be on um, called Marvel Directory Forums. Went through a bunch of different incarnations. I don't remember which one it was in at the time. But, uh, yeah, there was some good fan fiction going on there. Um, a lot of the good fan fiction I've seen comes in the form of online role-playing games where people just basically write an ongoing story together, each person taking one character. That can be good. Oh, um, I was thinking a different role play, but go ahead. Different role oh, play, boy. very different role play. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, a hate for fan fiction in general. I just when I started Crawl Space, it is a fan fiction, but I didn't want to just go around say using the term fan fiction because I know what goes along with that, and I want people to know this is serious. I'm, I'm writing it like Amazing Spider-Man could be written. You're not going to see Kyle Rayner show up next week, you know. Thank God. <laughs> uh, music fighter we don't know where he's from but he says hey guys and gal this is the first time asking a question for the podcast just discovered the site through JR's which I love so much and soon found the podcast I'm extremely appreciative of the work you guys are doing so keep it up now on to the questions if the Spider-Man comics were to end what do you think would be the best conclusion to the story and please for the love of God do not say rain amen brother that one sucked out loud <laughs> Um, Spider, well, we haven't heard from you. What do you think? How how would you wrap it up? Um, I, me coming from rainbows and uh, unicorn that kind of land. I don't even think anyone would have to die. I feel like these characters could walk off into the sunset with a nice resolution. Um, maybe there'd be something hinted in the back that if they wanted to resurrect it, it'd still be there. But I don't think you need to kill off everyone or poison them with your radioactive semen. That's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like she's making that up, but that was actually in print. Yep. Yeah. Got, got yeah. So, so yeah. was the uh, spider kibbles and bits. Oh, God. Are we talking about the the bomb again from this month? No, it, I'm it, talking about it, Spider-Man Rain. They actually uh, they actually showed the Frank and Beans for one panel. Oh God. Yep. I thought you were talking man. about talking. Thought you were talking about vomit. My God. No, I'm talking about old man. I thought he was talking about no. dog food. Silly yeah, me. Kibbles and bits. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I I strangely want to go look that up, but again, again, I don't because I don't want to see that. Um, Didn't they? The thing is they, they reprinted it. They reprinted it with a version that covered that, but the original printing right. of the issue had had Spider-Man's junk right there on panel. What? Okay, what issue? So the fans that want to go see this, do you remember? Gosh. It was it was issue one. It was some panel where he was just sitting on his bed, all old man, and you could oh. just see all the spider parts hanging out. God damn! All right, uh, second question. Music fighter, wait, teach wait, you to wait, ask wait. a question about rain again. We don't want to bring that up. <laughs> uh, can I answer that before we move on? Yeah, go ahead. 
Um, oh, I'm sorry that we heard you from you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did like Rain, I admit it, but that's not the way I would end Spider-Man. It was really ending. I think two things that would be necessary is the villain would have to be a goblin. It would yeah. it'd have to be an Osborn, either Norman or Harry, depending on how the comics have developed since then. Because um, you never know what's going to happen between now and then in the comics. But whichever one is prominent, Norman or Harry, it needs to be an Osborn Green Goblin that he fights. And I think it's also necessary that... Uh, Spider-Man should sacrifice himself to save either somebody or the world in the end, because that's the kind of character he is, and I think that is the fitting end for it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I uh, he has to do be responsible. I mean, you have to play off that whole. Uh, that's his whole mode for being. So he's got to be responsible, be it as a as a husband and father, like Spider Girl suggested, or sacrifice himself for somebody like Mary Jane. Uh, what do you think of the voice acting in Web of Shadows, the video game? I'm biased to the voices of the 90s series, so I thought they were pretty bad. Since you guys haven't played it, I'll answer. Um, I thought they were okay. Uh, I, I didn't really care for Spider-Man's voice. I, I did think it was a bit off. Uh, I, I like Tommy McGuire doing the voice in the video games. I also like uh, the kid who did... Uh, what, uh, what was that one for the Wii? Um, friend or Foe. Spider-Man friend or foe. I thought that voice was pretty good. And the Reno guy who did the voice of Spider-Man Unlimited did the voice, I think, of the the early PlayStation 1 Spider-Man video game. But I think this is the first time that they've just not nailed Spider-Man's voice in a video game. I think uh, Josh Keaton, who does the uh, new animated series, would have been a perfect choice to voice <laughs> Spider-Man in this one. But I heard... Uh, I saw the preview for it, and I laughed out loud when Wolverine spoke. That was... Freaking hilarious. Wolverine, I thought was dead on. Did you not like his voice? <laughs> oh, I just heard one or two lines in the trailer, so I don't know how the whole game plays off, but it sounded laughably crap. In the oh, trailer. no, I, I thought it was good. Uh, I, one of the best bits of the, the game is when, after you're done fighting Wolverine, he gets back from the symbiote, and uh, Spider-Man starts teasing him about him having a Facebook page. Come on, admit it, Wolverine. You've got a Facebook page. Come on. Shut up. Go to hell, Spider-Man. I just thought it was funny as hell. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Music Fighter, appreciate you writing in for the questions. They were both pretty good. I liked it. All right, Lockdown uh, from Illinois. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. And since the last podcast, I've started dating. Oh, it's, uh, let's, let's, let's update about love, Lockdown's love life. He started dating someone new. And it's going very well. She actually enjoys Spider-Man a lot, so there's a plus, and I only have to take her to the gas station to blow her up three times a month. Anyway, uh... <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do the inflatable Spider-Man joke. Just kidding, Lockdown. Cons- number one, considering your thoughts on what the various writers have done with Craven the Hunter's legacy, how do you feel about what they've done with Mysterio, from bringing back Denny Burkhart to having Francis Klum, no relation to Heidi, Come into the picture of having Quentin Beck rise from the dead. Ugh. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know who is Mysterio. I mean, I know it's Quentin Beck, but, but, uh, but who, who cares? I just know the fishbowl villain. <laughs> he doesn't really have that back, much of a back history besides being a special effects artist. Go ahead, Morb. Crazy thing, they've got it to the point where all three of them are Mysterio, and that's just freaking confusing. I don't care if they have different colored costumes. Yeah. But uh, Francis Clum suffers from the fact that he came from the 
Spider-Man Black Cat miniseries by Kevin Smith. Let us never speak of it again. No doubt. Um, so he, he pretty much gets written off just because of where he came from. <laughs> and Peter David did a decent job using him because he's Peter David, but <clears throat> did not uh, did not make him worthwhile from where he came from. And between Quentin Beck and Danny Burkhart, I don't give much of a crap. I'm not sure Quentin Beck needs to be the uh, minion of whatever Dark Lord he's serving in hell. That just seems a little weird, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Girl, do you care? <laughs> we don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't. I was just, I started thinking about that Kevin Smith series, and I had comments to make on that, but that is not a question, so we will pass that. Um, No, I think it is confusing, especially, like, if I ever want to research a character on, say, Wikipedia, you know, you have to clarify if you mean Mysterio number one. Mysterio, like, that's, that's unnecessary. I think you need to stay with one and have a solid backstory for one character instead of getting very convoluted. All right, lockdown's other question. Without causing any huge arguments, what members of the current Spider-Man Brain Trust would you like to leave, and what writers, artists would you replace them on? I think we've mentioned Bob Gale's got to go. Pretty much has already, I think. Well, I tell Anybody? you, um, I think we've pretty much seen by now that at least for my money, and I think you all might agree, that the Brain Trust idea just doesn't really work very well. Because I don't think any of the people currently on it are bad writers. But what we're getting just isn't up to snuff. And we've got all these subplots going in and out that don't ever get developed because they're pretty much owned by one person, it seems. And one person will come in every once in a while and mention their own subplots. And every once in a great while, another writer will give, like, a panel or a page to it. But the whole idea of the brain trust just isn't working for me. I mean, these are good writers, but we need a better focus so I wouldn't replace mm-hmm. the brain trust. I would get rid of an, the idea of the brain trust. Yeah. Spider-Girl, who would you like to see taken off? Oh, well, before that, I, I do agree with Kevin. I think the problem is there's a lack of continuity, that uh, yeah. all the the writers have their own unique style, and so they're not really meshing, and one's not really overflowing into the next. So I think there is really this jagged um, start and stop between stories. If I were to replace anyone, I think it would be on the artist's side, uh, I would take away Bacello, and I would actually make, uh, well, ask <laughs> Steve McNiven to do more. I really like his art. I think, I don't know, I fell in love with it, Civil War. I just think they're really realistic, but I do know that he takes a long time, but I think it shows in the oh. detail and everything. And, you know, it, it, the, the best of them turn out bad issues. Like Guggenheim's Flash story was amazing, literally, and Guggenheim's annual... With Jackpot was horrible. I mean, there's yeah, we, no consistency. We saw the full spectrum on that, uh, on yeah. that one writer in one month. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I agree with the getting rid of Bob Gale. I just haven't liked his freak stuff. I, I guess Bacello, he's just not working for me. I would get rid of those two. I still like Slot. I still like Guggenheim. Uh, Kelly just I, – I don't think I have enough to go on because I like one of his stories, hate the other one. But uh, who knows? Who knows? All right. Let's see. His other question is, if I can go back. Let me minimize all these porn windows. Uh, <laughs> the clowns, no less, I'm sure. I was looking for that scene from uh, from uh, Rain. Uh, rain, yeah. From rain. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, Spider Girl, you rule. Hey, Lockdown gave you a compliment. Spider Girl, you rule. How do you keep up with these guys? Well, Lockdown, lots of Starbucks, shots of adrenaline. Occasionally I wear earmuffs, you know, because my ears bleed a little bit. But, you know, I try really hard to keep up. That's, that's all I try to do. I think she not only keeps up, but exceeds us on most times. Uh, Tech from St. Louis Mo. Welcome, my show me state brother. I like the artwork in the Russia, my Rashomon issues. <laughs> what the hell? I got a Rashomon. It sounds like a doctor's problem. Uh, does anyone want to see more from this artist? What the hell, Rashomon? What, what the hell is he talking about, guys? That was the uh, the issue that I think we all liked the art and hated the writing. It was the issue from three different perspectives that had overdrive in it. Oh. Um, it was a new artist named Paolo Shakira, and I thought he did a fantastic job, so I'd love to see him again. Shakira, Shakira. Okay. Yeah, uh, Shakira. <laughs> oh, Shakira. <laughs> uh, Spider-Girl and I usually break out in some kind of song, which yeah. I like to... We, we did dum 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 last time. <laughs> yeah, Rihanna's description, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, his other question, best worst year in... Or what's the best and worst year in Spidey history? Ooh, good question. This past um, year? That's what I would say, anyways. This I think, past year? Yeah, like the... I think Civil War was a high point, in my mind, of Spider-Man, yes. just because the unmasking opened a lot of doors, um, and I think there was really deep characterizations of Spider-Man and his relationship with Iron Man, and then all those doors subsequently got shut with Brand New Day, so I think that... that transition between Civil War and then Brand New Day or OMD if we must mention that is that's what I would consider best worst year. Okay, more what's best and worst? This is a good question by the way, Tech, I like it. I'm pretty much agreeing. I would call 2008 the worst year um, because yeah, there were some bad years in the Mackie Burn era, but let's face it we didn't get this many bad issues in those years. This is an, with three times a month and a bunch of specials and one shots and annuals. This is a glut of bad issues. So I don't think as much bad Spider-Man has ever been printed in one year as it has in 2008. But um, best year, I want to say, whatever the year was that we had JMS on Amazing Spider-Man and Mark Miller on Marvel Knight Spider-Man. Um, I'm not going to say that for absolute sure because I don't remember exactly which arc JMS was on that year and what might have been going on in the other books, but just the idea of having Mark Miller's Marvel Knight Spider-Man and having JMS on Amazing, I mean, you don't really get better than that. Yeah. Best year, I'm going back farther than you guys. Uh, I would probably have to say 84, 85, where you had the black suit introduced, you had Secret Wars going on, you had Tom DeFalco, Ron Friends on the Amazing Spider-Man title. You also... Around that era, you had Peter David doing a darker, grittier Spider-Man and uh, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, just, I thought that that was my Spider-Man prime. That's when I really, really got into the character as a, like an eight or a nine-year-old. Just loved it. Uh, worst year, I, I have to go. I I, I don't want to say this year because it's too obvious of a choice, but it's it, it's up there. But um, when we had Byrne and Mackie on there, I, I just lost a lot of love for the character. I, I, the art, the writer was stretched too thin. They were trying to redo the classic Stan Lee, Steve Ditko origin. They, uh, I, I, I it, the when Paul Jenkins came on the Peter Parker title, is when there was a gleam of hope. But uh, when they started blowing up Mary Jane in a plane, he was a bum. He uh, went to live with the Robbie or 
Robbie's kid, what's his name? Um, oh, do you guys remember Robbie Robertson's kid's name? I can't remember right Ran- now. Ran- Randy, Randy Robertson. Oh, nice. I was going to say this is why we need JR <laughs> on the cast, but we got it. We got it. <laughs> pulled it, pulled it out. There you go. Anyway, about circa 2000 and the chapter one area. Actually, that was 98, wasn't it? So I'll go 98, worst year with chapter one, 85, 80, into 84 of my best years. Uh, who would make a good Electro or Mysterio if they were in the new films? I really think anybody could do it because I don't really yeah. know what their faces look like. Exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll take, thinking. I'll take a good character actor any day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Spider Girl, anything you want to say about that one? Um, we'll move on. Well, I was looking for different people and this one site came up that's like, this guy should play Electro and they have his picture. It's John C. McGinley from Scrubs. And he really? is older, but I could see him, uh, I guess he plays Dr. Cox. Interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this podcast. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it looks like he could play him. And I was also thinking that Sean Bean potentially could be a good mysterious. Sean Bean. Miss- Sean Bean. I, okay, was... I love John C. McGinley and Sean Bean, but like Brad said about the lack of definition in the characters, I don't yeah. see what makes them specifically like these guys. And and when you said McGinley, I thought of Ted McGinley, who was on The Love Boat oh. and Revenge of the Nerds. And um, he's also known as the char- the actor that brings death to any series. So, I, <laughs> so I'm glad it wasn't Ted, Ted McGinley. Oh, man. No, no, t- not Ted Bundy. Yeah. Ted Bundy is Mysterio. Perfect. Uh, JPD13 from Jersey. Welcome, JPD. Uh, questions. It's clear the current Marvel brain trust wants to turn back the clock to the 1960s. It seems like events are going to take place in a vacuum, and vacuums suck, and the character's <laughs> status quo will not change, the Archie syndrome. My biggest concern is that I could wind up reading Amazing Spider-Man for another five to ten years, and the character will not have progressed at all. This does not motivate me to continue buying the title. If you were told that five to ten years from now, Peter Parker would be still be single, working as a photographer, with no real progression, would this have any bearing on whether you would continue to buy the title? Morbius, I know your answer. You're going to say yes. Well, um, it would not... As long as this podcast was going, because I have to buy the title to keep on the podcast, <laughs> which is the only reason I'm buying it right now. But uh, yeah. no, I like to, I don't know, part of me just keeps on buying the book no matter how bad it is because I have confidence that at some point it's going to change, and I just want to know what's been happening. I don't want to jump back in and not have the backstory. Even if it doesn't matter, I just want to know what's been happening. You know, I want an ongoing story. I want to believe it's an ongoing story. And that's why this kind of a thing when we're erasing so much continuity pisses me off so much. Because I have been following it, and now none of it matters. But I, I'm too much of a continuity hound. I like to know what's going on. I don't like to just jump back in cold. So it would piss me off, but I'd probably keep buying it. It's probably because he's our favorite character. I mean, we love this character so much that we can't... We'd be like dropping a friend, I mean, if we drop the book. That's why they get our money each month, damn it. <laughs> uh, Spider-Girl, would you drop the book if you knew he was going to be Archie? I, I feel like I might seriously consider it. Um, there's something missing whenever a book doesn't progress, and I feel like the character would start to get stale. I mean, isn't this why they rebooted it in the first place? Is because they apparently yeah. thought his, his story was getting stale, so they started over, so... 
I I would consider it, but I think that the chances that this will happen are slim. I mean, he might still be single, but I think the story is at least going to progress. Yeah. And his other question is, Peter does date again. What kind of drama can they create from it since we know full well it can never lead to anything because it would age the character? Hmm. They can probably I, have him in a, like, an octagonal love thing. Um, <laughs> an octo- octagonal? <laughs> you what know, the hell? Not, oh, I'm sorry. A love octag- octagon. My gosh. With Dr. You know, Octopus? No. He's all hands. <laughs> no. How many points are in an octagon? Is eight. that five? Eight. That's eight. That's okay. why Dr. Octopus. Okay. Well, because... How, how many chicks is he dating? Good God, woman. Well, you have Carly, who kind of has feelings for him. You have Lily, who he made out with. Um, you have Will? this new character, Nora. Who the heck? And then you have um, Mary Jane, possibly. Shit. What'd you say? I'm missing half this shit. Who's Willie and Nora? <laughs> I said Lily. Lily? Oh, Lily. Oh, Willie. Okay. Willie. Like, seriously. Like, Willie Watkin, the, the, the mailman from the Fantastic Four. Yep. I yep. thought you were talking about the chick from Temple of Doom, Spielberg's wife, Willie. No. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Willie and uh, Lily and who else? Nora. That Who's Nora? She was just introduced in... 575, actually, the craptastic issue. Um, it was that girl that they were talking about family, and she said, can Peter be my special cousin, in quotes, my kissing cousin? Oh. You don't remember this? Apparently, guys blanked out that entire issue. Oh, more? Um, do you remember that? I remember it, yeah. Oh, God, I don't. It's like, I thought Man. she actually had potential as a character, but the, the lines were not good. <laughs> no. God. All right, uh, the last one's for JR. JR's not on the show, but uh, we'll ask this one next month, J- uh, JPD, when he's on. He's talking about the Spider-Man Green Goblin's best brawl of all time. Uh, FSU Spider Fan from Greenville, North Carolina. By the way, JR got a question. He's not even there. <laughs> Spider-Girl and I haven't had one aimed at us, so aim these questions at us. <laughs> hey, just look at uh, FSU's questions. Look no further for Spider-Girl. So which sucked more than Jackpot's reveal? Or the jackpot, what, which sucked (laughs) more? Sorry, the jackpot reveal or the jackpot secret invasion mini? I gotta go with the mini. Yeah, I would say the latter as well. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Because, really only because it was longer. I had to deal with it for more time. True, true, true. Oh, Spider-Girl's got one. Spider-Girl, shouldn't you give up your code name to Spidey Dude since it's his favorite book? And he went through all that surgery to fit the name. (laughs) (sighs) Well, you know, when I first came on this site, I was contemplating, because, you know, picking a name, if you're going to be on a site for a long time, is a very important deal. And so, (sighs) my favorite animal is a moose. I don't know how many, I don't think anyone knows this, actually. And... My nickname is actually Moose too because it's such the opposite. I'm like I'm a small person, so it's very weird to call me Moose. Um, so I did want to put Moose down in some sort of like love Moose, but that's kind of like gender neutral. And I guess I want to show all these guys that yeah, girls do like comics. We can be you know cool too. Um, so I went with the Spider Girl because my dad sometimes calls me that, and that was actually the license plate of my first car. So I don't know. Oh. I'm kind of attached to it now. If you know Spidey dude really wants. It, I guess, and I can, I don't know. But I think right now I would say no. No, Zach, you cannot have my, my code name. <laughs> How about Spider spider Moose? Spider Moose. Yeah, but see, that's so gender neutral. I don't know. I don't know. Spider Moose, okay. I, I'm not sure. 
Spider uh, Moose. You, <laughs> you can give Spidey Dude Spider Girl, and you can be Spider Woman. Oh, there you. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's made a win, as George liked to, <laughs> sucks to say. I like that. Spider Woman, love it. Uh, thank you for that, FSU Spider fan. Uh, Donald Mark from Arkham Asylum or The Vault, if you're in the Marvel Universe. Hey guys, how you doing? Two questions this time around. What would be the one thing you'd like to see Spider-Man to see Spider-Man to that he's never ever been seen doing? Um, huh? A pole dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to see him fight Spider Moose. Spider Moose. Spider Moose fight. Well, now uh, that, I don't know. Now that uh, he's kind of apparently a virgin in the rebooted continuity, let's just make Spider-Man gay. Let's have the dating with guys. Have him go out with Flash Thompson, the amputee. Wow. All right, other question. <laughs> we have the answer for that one, in case you missed it. Pole dancing and gay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what do you think uh, was the single best aspect that the Raimi movies got right, and what did they constantly get wrong? You got to say the Green Goblin outfit they got wrong. I mean, damn. <laughs> that that guy can be so creepy. It's, it says something to the costume when uh, Willem Dafoe without the mask is scarier with it off than with it on. I mean, just – I think they got the, the, uh, the flight of Spider-Man going through the city, like that scene in uh, 3 where he's going after Gwen Stacy falling from the building. That's what Spider-Man looks like. He's moving. He's fast. He's – he uh, agile, etc. I would feel free to. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, I would say the emotion of the movie. I know people gripe about Tobey Maguire crying and everything, but I feel like Peter Parker is a really sensitive character, and it's not really beneath him to show his emotions. So I think Sam Raimi really stays true to the emotional quality of the the characters within the film. Kevin, they were cool. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say. His, I mean, they, I don't think it, they have the uh, they don't have the banter down well enough. I don't think we get enough of yeah. the the spider wise cracking. Uh, mm-hmm. And when they have tried to do it, like in the Spider Man two, when he throws the money back at Doctor Octopus and says, "Here's your change," it doesn't really work very well. Um, yeah, but for the he most part, witty, I really like banter a lot. I think they do a lot well. I just think it's the banter that they're falling down on. Yeah. Crazy Chris, who uh, we want to thank him for his hard work on the Amazing Spider-Man reviews. He's had enough. We had to get a new reviewer. He just couldn't review the book anymore. And he's done a fine job all these years. So thank you again, Chris. I want to say that out in public. Uh, his question is, can you, thank, can you think of a relationship Peter has ever had with a woman in which the feelings were always platonic on both sides? I can't think of any. How come every woman except the old ladies in Spider-Man's world has to be a vehicle for sexual or romantic tension? Hmm. Let's see. You well, probably say that for most characters, though, really. I mean, most different yeah. comic books, because it's about creating drama in a story, and you introduce that kind of, you know, you have the, the opposite sexes, and you introduce that kind of tension, and it's kind of a, you know, easy... Easy little dramatic device in the story. Did he ever? Was he ever interested in Gloria Grant, the gal that replaced Betty Brant? Remember, in the seventies? I don't. I don't think he. I'm not sure if he dated her or not. Uh, I was going to say Liz Osborne, but yeah, back in the early Ditko era. It's kind of sad though if it's true. Why can't? Why do women have to be a plot device? Why can't they have their own? Well, and it's yeah. actually much sadder that uh, if Glory Grant is really the only one, because that means the black woman is the only one that he wasn't interested in. 
So yeah, that's the yeah. well that <laughs> well that was oh, yeah that was. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of Randy, Candy, and Bambi. They were his neighbors. He all thought they were hot. Uh, Miss Muggins, his old uh, landlord. Well, she was an old lady. Never mind. Um, yeah, when I originally saw the question, I was going to say Aunt May, but then he just called it with the except the old ladies. <laughs> yeah, the old. I I can't, Chris. I'm really. I'm 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 stumped. He even uh, likes the guest stars. He likes the Red Sonia. He likes Jean Grey. Um. And I was, I was going to say Sarah Stacy, but it, he said on both sides, and she, you know, tried to back on him. You, 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 you stumped the band, Chris. I can't name a female. If you, if you uh, guys listen to the show and you can name one, put it in the uh, the show notes afterwards because we're stumped. Uh, Matisse Leonhardt, through the doors to the darkness, is where he's located. Hey guys, I hope this is a good question for you guys. Could a story in which Spider-Man, dude, you gotta hyphenate Spider-Man. Come on now, in which Spider-Man is killed and then later returns. Oh, could a story? Here, let me re- rerun it. I screwed it up because you didn't hyphenate. That's bad. Damn it. <laughs> could a story in which Spider-Man is killed and then later returns, very much like the Death of Superman story from the '90s, work? No, because it happened in the other, and we saw how well that worked. Well, it's happened several times. Uh, I'll go back to the 80s. There was three issues in the 80s where Spider-Man just disappeared. You had an issue where the black cat was in, uh, roaming around looking for him. You had the, just a shred of Spider-Man costume on the cover of a web issue. Uh, it's happened there. There was an issue in... Spider-Man, just the regular, the Todd McFarlane launched title, where he died and, and Thanos and Death, he fought those guys. Uh, and then you had the other. I mean, it seems like every decade, Spider-Man dies and gets better. So, it's been played, I think. Uh, Spider-Girl, any thoughts on that one? Uh, I mean, I feel like the answer is right there in the question. You're You're comparing oh. Spider-Man to Superman, and... I mean, Spider-Man is more mortal, obviously, than Superman is. I just don't think it doesn't really work. I think it turns people off to do that to a very mortal character. Uh, Dan Man 007, excuse me, uh, from Grand Cayman, the Cayman Islands. Looks like he's a fan of Bond, too, Spider-Girl. Uh, first off, hello, gentlemen and lady. First off, Kevin, I'm also a fan of Californication. So it was a treat to hear that among your list of recommendations last month. I'm shocked to hear how many people actually watched that show. There was like an outpouring in the thread after. Yeah. Great. I guess I need to recommend uh, it. <laughs> well, I, I have seen it on Showtime. I'm just so far behind. I, I uh, need to start watching it. Uh, the first question, with the I'm a Marvel and I'm a DC web series, Spider-Man in the storyline has alluded to in the events of One More Day, and now that is factoring in the plot line of Happy Hours. What are your thoughts on this and that web series in general? Can't say I've seen it. I haven't. Have you guys seen that? I have, but I must not have kept up that much. I remember, yeah, I I have no idea what they're talking about, actually. Me neither. I, I saw one video where it had a Superman action figure and a Spider-Man action figure, okay. and I'm a Marvel and you see, and that's all I saw. I didn't know there was continuing. Yeah, I didn't know there were so, plot lines and such. Uh, yeah, exactly. Video. Sorry about that, Dan, man. I, I guess we aren't up on them. Uh, second question, non-Spidey related. Warner Brothers, Warner Brother Pictures have launched a four-year consideration website for The Dark Knight, slated the categories that it could get potential nominations. Your thoughts on a superhero film being considered a serious Oscar contender. I think it's quite possible that could be best movie of the year. 
how, how, however, I worry because it's so well loved, and the most well loved movie generally doesn't get the Best Picture award for the Oscars. <laughs> well, I think unlike um, we've never seen before uh, something like Heath Ledger playing the Joker. I mean, he, it's not just because he died. The performance was amazing. I think he absolutely deserves a posthumous Oscar for that performance. Absolutely. Yeah, I I, I agree. Spider-Girl, you think this should be picture of the year? Yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the superhero being in, you know, in the Oscars. Um, I mean, they have musicals all the time, so. And as long as it's worthy, and I think The Dark Knight is worthy of that, so. And anyone watching which what has been a near-excellent eighth season of Smallville? I've been watching it. It's been pretty solid. Hit and misses, as usual. Yeah. But, I've, uh, I've been watching but, uh, I, I, I miss Lex. I miss Lex, yeah. and I, I like the preview for next week with uh, Doomsday. Yeah. That looks awesome. Well, I've been watching so. it, and I've loved it. I thought they did uh, they did an excellent job without some of their main characters up until this past week when I was just ungodly pissed off. <laughs> and uh, then the previews for next week showing, wow, I didn't know they were going to go quite that cheesy CGI with Doomsday. So I, I feel like we're seeing the downturn now. I, I, I'm just so happy to get, get rid of Lana Lang. My God. Yeah, yeah. I thought she should have died after about the, fir- the fifth season. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, can I answer? Been checking out? I, yeah, I do watch Smallville. Um, I was really hesitant about this season because Lex and Lana were gone. I think, well, Lana's, Lana and Clark's relationship was really getting stale anyway, so I was okay with her leaving, but Lex is such a main character. I was very worried, and that Tess woman, I was just unsure, but it has really defied all my low expectations. I'm really happy. Um, I actually, I don't know if this is why you're depressed, Kevin, or angry, but I'm very saddened that Chloe no longer knows Clark's secret. I'm just like, yes. oh, that's... Oh I'm, crap! <laughs> I haven't. I still have the last issue, last episode in the DVR. That happens. Well, you said you saw the preview with Doomsday. How did you not see the episode? Well, well, I turned the television on and right when the recording was done, and I hit the preview for next week, and I'm like, oh, cool, Doomsday's up. Okay, well, I wasn't gonna spoil it, but since she's already spoiled it, no, it's all right. My God, we waited so long for her to find out. Then we waited so long for Clark to find out that she found out. She's like always been my favorite character on the show, and they've pretty much just removed her reason for existing. It pissed me off royally. Uh, DXD, who has a strange kitten as an avatar, <laughs> should a villain other than Norman Osborn be the first one to find out Spidey's secret identity? The Norman knowing has been played out for years. How about we take the opportunity to elevate another villain into the top-tier spot? How about the Kingpin or Doc Ock finding out, or even a second-tier villain like the Shocker or Electro? No. Hmm. I think having it be the Kingpin would be a bad idea, because we saw... We've seen, when the Kingpin finds out who you are, he goes for the gut. (laughs) We saw, when he found out who Daredevil was, then Born Again happened, he totally broke his life. When he found out who Spider-Man was, that's what touched off the whole back in black and one more day thing. So, let's not make it the Kingpin. Yeah. How about you, Spider-Girl? Anybody want to know the identity? Yeah, I don't think anyone can use it to his advantage as well as Norman Osborn can, as the master strategist. So, no. 
Did any of you guys or gals have any of the original Migu, Mego or Migu figures? <laughs> the Migu elastic figures similar to Stretch Armstrong that are now hard to find due to them breaking down. I had both of them. I had a Migu. Uh, Spider-Man figure from the 70s, which the insides were made of rubber bands, which was a great marketing ploy, because if you played it with it longer than an hour, the rubber bands would break. <laughs> so you have to go to the store and buy another Migu figure. You but I also had the... You can't pronounce them? I, Mego, <laughs> my friend. Mego. Mego. Mego? It's not Migu? Mego. There's, it's an O. It's not a U. What are you looking at? <laughs> with an umlaut. Yeah, no. Mego. It, say it one more... Mego. It's like Mega, but with an O. Mego. Let, let, let go my Mego. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I also had the stretch ones. I had a Hulk stretch uh, Armstrong kind of figure, but uh, he leaked green ooze. And if he got any kind of hole popped in him, just like green ooze would pop out of the Hulk, and it was just disgusting. And that's why they go for six, 700 bucks on eBay, because they haven't been popped. Okay, that sounds sick. Uh <laughs> Gosh. Did, have you guys owned any Migos? <laughs> no, and I haven't owned any Megos either. <laughs> Damn it. Yes, no, on both counts. Okay. Uh, anyone reading Batman Rip? <laughs> or Superman New Krypton? I'm guessing that means R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, it does. Batman R.I.P. I thought it was a story about him with gas. Anyway, <laughs> <Batman>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm reading both of them. You like them? Thumbs um, up. Batman R.I.P. has been good. It's kind of bombastic. You don't necessarily know what the hell is going on. It's weird as all hell, but it's Grant Morrison. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been really good said. so far. I'm interested to see where it goes. It's way better than Grant Morrison's Final Crisis, which, you know, blows constant chunks. And um, <laughs> Like a homeless woman with a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Batman R.I.P. is doing interesting things. It's well-written, well-drawn, so I've enjoyed it. Superman New Krypton... I've read the first two parts now, and it's, whoo, is that disappointing? It's mm. pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, um, it's very 90s crossover. It's just, it's just not, not going good. Jeff John Comics has been great, and this is just bringing it down. No, Spider I Girl? haven't. I haven't. Ripping it? No. <laughs> okay, me no. neither. Yes. Mainly because it's a DC book, sorry. <laughs> this is a Marvel podcast. Thank you. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Can I get all the DC questions? <laughs> I know. I'll just give him shit. Uh, Leopard Lad, with the great avatar I picked out, and I found out he doesn't mind it. So <laughs> Leopard Lad's from uh, London. Uh, from the last podcast, it's clear none of the cast likes anime or manga or amigos. This aside, are there any foreign comics that any of you have read or enjoyed in the past? Not that I can think of. Oh, you go ahead, Kevin. I, I I finished. Not that I can think of. That's all I got. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I'm pretty sure I said I had no bad feelings towards manga or anime. I mean, some of them I can't take, obviously, but there are some that are really good. Foreign-wise, um, there was a Spider-Man India that I think I looked at, and that actually seemed pretty good, but I didn't actually sit down and read it. But Wasn't that American-made, though? Um, yeah, that was... Yeah. So it was a but, quasi uh, foreign. Okay. I'm not really into anime or manga, but I love Migos. Um, but uh, I, when I was a little kid, I uh, read some uh, Doraemon books. It's a little blue guy and with a little pouch on his front pocket. And if you if 
if you type in Doraemon in Google, you'll find out what this character looks like. But I, they were Japanese comic books that I read. Haven't, haven't stayed up on, uh, Doraemon in a long time. So, but he's very popular. He's like Garfield of Japan. So, uh, are there any writers or artists whose work you enjoy but would not like to see on a Spider-Man title in the future? Um, Grant Morrison, keep him the hell away. Why? What would he do with Spider-Man? I don't want to see Spider-Man R.I.P. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, coming soon to a comic store near you, Spider-Man rips. Crap. Yes, starring Greta. Yeah, there. <laughs> There's one. How about Joe Kelly? <laughs> oh man, I I hope it gets better, man. I really do for with Joe Kelly. Spider-Girl, anything you you want people to anybody that should stay away? Um, Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> Okay, okay. In case he comes out of the grave, don't touch Spidey down. Uh, Shadow116 is our last uh, question uh, from, uh, let's see, he's from Milton, Florida. Non-Spidey-related questions first, you guys. Have you guys ever read Bone? Oh, by Jeff Smith. If so, what did you think? Oh, my gosh. So, uh, more, have you ever bone it? <laughs> uh no, no, I have never, I've never been to my comic shop and boned. That's uh, <laughs> Spider Girl. You ever been boned? Uh, what'd you say? I said that's a negative. Okay, <laughs> I've never been boned either. Uh, can't can't say. Uh, I have had the pleasure of being boned by Jeff Smith. If I'm wrong, but wasn't this yeah. podcast that you wanted to start making it a little more family friendly with t- curbing the cussing and such? And I haven't really, I have, I haven't been really bad. I haven't. <laughs> oh, there's been no cursing, but I don't think you can call this one family friendly. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is PG-13. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I tried, <laughs> but uh, questions like, "Have you ever been boned?" I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, second question, uh, do you guys think all of Spider-Man's rogues should pose a greater threat? I don't mean, uh, Pete's villains are just a, as jokes nowadays. I, I mean, most of Pete's villains are just jokes, <laughs> jokes now. It's directed by the Jeff Smith. Um, oh gosh. Yeah, I get- you think they should work like as a Sinister Six and just be in the background plotting shit? I mean, I don't know. To see my answer, read Spider-Man Crawl Space Monthly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I just got boned by Kevin. <laughs> Spider, Spider Girl, should we have like the villains working together? Yeah, I mean, I think there's no question that they shouldn't be a joke. We're supposed to appreciate these characters and maybe even respect them on some sort of level. So I think they should be serious, more of a greater threat to Spider-Man in his life. All right, gang, appreciate you guys asking questions. Uh, any final thoughts, more? What do you got? Give a plug for your book. It's coming out in a couple days. Okay. Um, it'll probably be out by the time you hear this. Uh, it's the first full arc of, of Spider-Man Crawl Space. It's planned to be about six parts. Spider-Man Black Part 1. Um, in Issue 1, when Killshot killed Aunt May, he said that he was hired by a man with no face who had mentioned his employer. And this is the arc focusing on who these people that hired him to kill Aunt May are, why they did it. And where the plan goes from here, so it sh- I think it should be pretty good. Cool. And Spider Girl, any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Put it in the bag. 
Yeah, um, well, you know, a remark I made earlier, just so you people don't think I'm some sort of horn dog, you know, that is an SNL skit, you know, the cheerleaders with um, Will Ferrell. So, I mean, look it up on YouTube. Um, let's see, my birthday is in five days. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh. And hey, what's the, Happy birthday what? to Snow what? What, what number? Oh, I'll be 22. Um, and the final thing is, I think that the crown of my favorite, um, my favorite cast member, wait, not cast member, member of the message board goes back to FSU Spider fans since he did ask me a legit question. So, you know, <laughs> just a reminder out there, ask me questions and you can be my favorite member. So, well, legit is a loose term here, let's face it. <laughs> I don't need, like, for you marry me is not a legit question, like that kind of thing. Well, gang, that wraps up our fourth show for November. Thanks to everyone who wrote in with questions. And a big happy birthday goes out to Spider-Girl. And please, again, no marriage proposals. However, Kevin and Spidey-Dude are quite open to the idea, so feel free. We'll be back in December with our Christmas show, so be on the lookout for that. But before we go, I want to give a thanks to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. They're still accepting November orders. And one of their specials this month includes the Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 21, War of the Symbiotes. The cover price is 16 bucks, and Mail Order has it for $7.99. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Gang, thanks for listening and visiting the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. I'm your host, Brad Douglas.